start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. What up, everybody? Episode 128 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. I was thinking about that today when I was mowing. Uh, I was just thinking ahead, like when we were about to come up on 100 podcasts, like what we were going to do and stuff. I was like, I wonder what we're going to do for 200. I was like, we better start thinking about that soon because 100 came up a lot faster than I was expecting. And it's still a long ways away to 200, but they just keep on coming. Yeah. You know, it, it definitely will sneak up on us for sure. Yeah, it will. I was thinking about that today. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, it almost like starting to lose track of like mm-hmm. the number of episodes. I've been heard. losing track since day one. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> um, I don't think uh, like our only update really. Our buddy um, over at uh, WLD Productions killed some birds. So oh, congratulations yeah? to you. I told him we'd have to have him back on. Nice. Um, congratulations to him. Yeah. Yeah, we had we had him on what like a month ago something yeah, like that. Yeah, a few episodes back. Um, Tom, how did the uh, turkey hunting go over the weekend? Had a lot of birds going, just could not sound sexy enough to make them want to come all the way in. Couldn't get them going though. No, I don't we know. Didn't. You had decent weather though. Perfect weather. Nice. Yeah, we did have some sheepdog that didn't help. Um, I saw hunting. some uh, Snapchats of the. Well, the well those sheep. were the sheep. Yeah, so Tom and I were just getting started on our lap um, that we do up at that farm. And uh, we get down into the woods, we start calling, and all of a sudden, what in the hell is that? We got a little bit deeper into the timber, and what do you know, two big old white sheepdogs. 84 (laughs) sheepdogs. Exactly it. Are you freaking kidding me? And, you know, we we actually did get a bird going after that, but I don't know. You know, it didn't work out. and Yeah, it definitely, I'm sure it dogs. didn't help you. No, because they just run all over the place. Yeah. So that was pretty frustrating. That sucks. Um, but for us here in Pennsylvania and New York, um, closing the book on turkey season. Yep. So Game over. That uh, can only mean one thing, gentlemen. It means snakes are coming right up. Well, and snakes, I was going to say, it's getting uh, time to start thinking whitetails again. Yeah, I've been thinking about them for a little bit because I haven't had any time to get in the turkey woods. So I've been setting my sights more forward to deer season. So before we get into uh, what I really want to talk about tonight, um, which is just like kind of goals going into this preparation and into the season, um, we are taking our new corn planter out on its maiden voyage this weekend. It's exciting. It's a maize planter. I, he texted maize, me yesterday. Right. He said, Sorry. hey, we're planting maize on Sunday. I said, maize is corn, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, I think we should only refer to it as maize. All right. I'm way in. May we Gonna go only hunt the maize field tonight. The maize field. Yeah. May we only refer to it as maize. You know what I mean? We may. Yeah. We maize. It's amazing. <laughs> with maize. Um, so yeah, we... Uh, I'm excited about it. Um, 
You I'm, know, I'm certain it'll be better than last year's maize. I think it will be. I mean, you know, last year it was corn. That's the problem. We planted corn last yeah. year, not maize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as long as we don't get eight inches of rain the week after we plant. Yeah. That was a wild July last year. That, that didn't yeah, make sense. And I think, honestly, the maize planter we have is a little bit better than what we were using last year, especially mm-hmm. it articulates yeah. um, to match, Keep an the, even yeah, match the contour of the ground. So I'm excited about that. Fertilizer dumps right with it, so it's going to be phew, slick. And it'll save us time because we don't have to go over it more than once. It's with, a great way to stand shape. Yeah, it's a great way to stand shape. So Tom, I think, well, actually last, was it last Wednesday, Thursday? Thursday we, went, we sprayed. We sprayed. The weekend before I went up and mowed. and we went was up that a thir- fiasco? Yeah, that was a real pain in the nuts. <laughs> But, you know, you have farm equipment, it's going to break down at one point or another. Yep. Just, you, you live and you learn. That's a fact. So, yeah, the uh, gearbox blew up initially. That took a couple days to fix. Finally got up on, I think, Saturday or Sunday, was able to mow. We went up Thursday and sprayed, so it'll be about a week and a half after we spray. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll go up and plant. Yeah, Tom, I think, is heading up Friday just to rototill and come back. And then the whole crew's going up, I believe, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, the whole crew is going to be there for the weekend. I don't know if either Saturday night or Sunday morning going to head up plant corn. Uh, I think we're just doing corn for now. We're going to wait on the rest of our food plots. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but we got all the fertilizer, all the maize ready to go. I'm excited. And uh, I did want to mention we're... This is going to be our third and potentially final attempt at beans this year. (laughs) We've had a run-in with, there's no other bean fields around there. And our bean field's small. It's probably just over a half acre. Mm -hmm. So we plant beans. They start coming up really nice. And then the deer mow them down. And somehow they just disappear overnight. So we're going to try something this year. We're going to put up a double fence to try and keep the deer out. And I saw online today that you can actually buy a solar-powered electric fence. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're like 150 bucks. How strong are they? I don't know. What, okay, so well, they're, what's uh, the benefit? Five-mile electric fence. It can... No, no, I didn't mean like the, like how strong is the current, like 110 volts? or. I don't know, but if it can charge uh, five miles of wire... It's yeah. got to be... There's a decent bit of electricity. What's the yeah. benefit of the electric wire if we're doing a double fence? If the deer tries to work its way through, instead of jumping over, if they go, oh, maybe I can put my head under and try and crawl through, and then they get zapped, then they're hmm. not going to try it again. Hmm. How um, uh, When you do that stuff, how long before the season are you supposed to take it? Or like I should say, when you want to hunt it, how long before are you supposed to take it down? Oh, I think it would take them a day or two yeah. to find it. I feel like it'd be something you could do. Open it in one spot. <laughs> yeah, and just put a stand right there. <laughs> Honestly, that probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Just open up 50 yards of it and then give them one way. <laughs> but I, I don't know, know if that is. It should to, be legal. Well, here we have in, to look into that before we yeah. go into that. <laughs> here in PA, you uh, can bait deer in the summer. You know, you mm. got to pull it 30 days before the season. Yeah. But, you know, when we put our mineral blocks out or our corn feeders, 
and we hang a camera on it, you get pictures that night. Yeah, it, basically not, immediately. Yeah, doesn't take them long. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're going to be coming out to that field every night anyway because there's multiple other, other food sources. So they'll Maze. walk out and, oh, fence is down. Better get in there. So, then they'll get an arrow right in the side. Yeah. Big old buck. So basically, to elaborate on that double fence, what you do is you run two different fence lines about four feet apart. On the outside, you put one about four feet off the ground and about two feet off the ground. And then on the inside fence row, you just run one line down the middle. Like three foot? Yeah. So that sounds about like middle. Yeah. And apparently deer don't have good depth perception. And when they jump, they jump up and they jump right back down. So mm-hmm. they have no problem jumping a fence. But if you have a two-row fence, they can't tell how far apart the rows are. So they don't feel comfortable jumping it. I think it's important to say that we're speaking from experience. We have done this before. Yeah. And it's worked. Um, you know, this isn't just a theory of ours. We've done this before in the past with cornfields, and it does work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't use it for the purpose of... Well, I guess it was to keep the deer out. Because it was but sweet the, corn. Yeah, it was sweet corn that we were trying to eat ourselves. Um, but uh, so we know it does work as long as it's set up properly. I think it's I think it's going to be what saves the beans. Yes. Let's friggin' hope because I would like some beans out there. I would too because we'll be the only bean fields. <laughs> yeah. So if, if this doesn't work, I'm saying piss on it. You going to go with maize over there then or something different or? I don't know. We'll see how the maze comes up this year. Lots of radishes. That'd be a big radish field. Yeah, it'd be awesome. That would be. Yeah. So, Tommy, we're uh, in pretty much, I would say, about full swing of whitetail season prep. Mm -hmm. Um, What are you looking to achieve this year? For deer season or for whitetail preparation season? Well, I mean, I, I, it leads into the same thing, I think. Well, because everything you're doing through preparation is to hit succeed. that end goal. Yeah, hit the end goal. So why don't you start with goals for your preparation and then lead into why you're doing that to achieve, you know, the So end goal. my main goal for preparation is to have all of our food plots turn out excellent. Mm-hmm. We had a beautiful May last year, and we got all gung ho. Got everything planted in late May, early June. We and had like then, 90% done before Memorial Day last year. Yeah. We, yeah. And then it just rained and rained and rained. Months. Yeah. <laughs> and drown out everything. Yeah. So. The one day we went up there and there was a literal like creek stream running through Frank's food plot. Yeah. It was a lot. So this year we're, we got to get the corn in the ground. The what? Maize. <clears throat> So then we're going to wait till late July, early August to plant everything else. So I'm hoping, you know, we don't get that eight inches of rain that just ruins I feel like that was just such an anomaly in July last year with all that rain. I cannot in my life remember. that's not how it works. I can never remember a July that was that wet. Yeah, but I'm just not going to take any chances. No, I wouldn't take the chance either, but... That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to hurt to do it later. No, not at all. We did a lot of last-minute food plots because of it last year, and it turned out fine. Yeah, exactly. So, Yeah, I think it's going to be money. So we're going to have some maize. We're going to have some corn. What? What? We're going to have some maize. Maize corn, Tom. We're going to have some maize. We're going to have some beans. 
clover, chicory, radishes, brassica. You open to have any white-tailed buck deer watching on the clover? Absolutely. Which Plenty. that brings me to my next point. Don't smoke crack. That too. <laughs> uh, I am going to try and hunt. I tried it last year. Uh, didn't really work out. Well, I mean, it kind of worked out. I want to pick a target buck before the season and hunt that buck. How are you going about picking your target buck? I'll know him when I see him. I, I get what I'm getting at with that question is, are you going to use strictly trail cameras? Are you doing any preseason scouting, um, spotting? Like, what are your, uh, what are you going to do to find that target buck is, I guess, what I'm getting at. Mainly trail cameras being, uh, you know, I work a 40-hour-a-week job. I don't have all the time in the world to go out and sp- scout. Mm-hmm. And I only have, I mean, it's a... The time we do have, it's usually spent on property management, really. Yeah. So trail cams mainly. I like to keep most of my trail cams on food sources in the early season because that's, you know, where the deer are typically hanging out that time of year. Mm-hmm. So especially in the summer, you'll get big mature bucks coming out in daylight, which is nice. So I just want to know that I have them on the farm. And then from there, I'll try and narrow it down, you know, figure out where they're coming from, try and figure out where their bed is. And then I'm more of a transition area kind of guy and a food source area kind of guy. I don't like to go right into the bedding. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't know what you're doing, you can really hose yourself. No, you and I typically start on the outskirts of the property and slowly to November work our way in. I mean, if you remember from years past, a lot of our early season hunts are spent on the food sources that we put on the outskirts. They're not very intrusive. Um, you can sneak in and out very easily without putting too much pressure on the property. Mm-hmm. And then we'll move in, you know, come November when it's to, for us, it makes more sense to be risky in November versus, mm-hmm. you know, October 1st. Yeah. Well, I think especially in November, you're going to have new bucks yeah. coming onto the property that, well, come November, I'm throwing the whole target buck okay, thing out the window. Okay, I was just, just going to get out. Um, you know, if this is your goal, you've pretty much got till October 20th at the latest, really. Yeah. Which I've, I did it two years ago, picked out a target buck, had him on trail camera, had him patterned, went in when I had the right opportunity, wind and everything was right, buck came out, I just... Biffed it? Yeah, just hosed it up, so... I mean, that happens. I mean, mm-hmm. but I learned from it. Won't make that on. mistake again. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. No, it, I mean, I, 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 get, I, I know the feeling. I mean, I had what would have been my best buck, you know, inside bow range. I was at full draw and I couldn't seal the deal. Like, that is. It's frustrating. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just stand there shaking your head, like, what the hell? Well, I mean, because, like, that was the first. I mean, I've been hunting whitetails with a bows for 13 years and that was the first deer i've ever drawn back on and didn't release an arrow yeah and of course it's my best one yeah it's usually how it goes but so you know if you can so once the rut hits throwing it out the window yeah like that big buck i shot in new york last year i never knew he was on the farm well you killed him two days after he showed up on camera no he showed up november 9th i killed him november 13th Four days, sorry. Yeah, but I didn't check cameras until Yeah, we had no that. idea yeah, he we was didn't there. Know, I'm just saying, like... Cameras yeah. knew, we didn't. 
yeah, it was after my buck, after I shot him that I went through, pulled all the cards, and was like, oh, he's been here for a few days, but we did not have one picture you know of him in the summer. What that tells me, though, is what? that we had hot does on our property. Mm-hmm. For the we had me. reason for him to be there later yep. in the season. And that's not something we've had in the past. No. Um, you know, that was one thing I put together with that is the influx of buck activity we got in early November last year yeah. was directly because we were able to keep does on the property longer. Mm-hmm. So that was huge. So once the rut hits, what's your next goal? Buck that gets you excited? Shoot a big buck, yeah. Probably going to shoot one in PA, one in New York again. That was fun last year, so I think I'll do it again. It It is a good time. Yeah. Don't call you two-state Tommy for nothing. Yeah, it's got to be better than – it's got to be about 120, I think, for me to throw an arrow at it. At least feels like 120 from the stand. Yeah. Yeah, once your blood starts pumping, you'll, you'll know what's the right one. But, that's, how, that's how I judge them. I mean, I could sit here and tell you I'm holding off for a 120 or 130 or something, but everybody that's sat in the deer woods, you know, sometimes... Every certain, deer is different. Certain bucks just fire you up. Yeah. I don't know what it is, how they come in. Like, I think a big thing for me is if I'm sitting there fantasizing about how this hunt's going to lay out and it happens that way... Yeah. You might drop the standards just a yeah, little bit because it like, went so perfect. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I've had stands, you know, where I'm like, you know... I was setting up a certain way, and it's like, you know, I think they're going to come across the creek. They're going to come up this way, and it's just going to be perfect. And, you know, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, here, like, slashing water and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's actually going to happen. It's mm-hmm. a spike that time. But but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it gets you, it get you fired up when you... When the plan all comes together, yeah, no doubt. What I kind of like to do is you go get drunk the night before, <laughs> and you wake up... You're giving away a pro tip here that... Super early... And you're still the a little bit. The fitness crowd doesn't want people to know this. Yeah. But you got to be a little bit hungover so you don't feel real safe in a lock-on. So you choose to hunt the closest ladder. Which and, is your brother's stand. And you smoke a big buck out of it. It's perfect. I've seen it a hundred times. But I, in the rut, I just, I kind of hunt, hunt with right. my heart. Yeah, because yeah. you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom, anything. Tom can turns show into up. a biker when it comes to the rut. Biker never knows. But no, I mean, I know there's spots that deer move through Pitch through points. the rut. Yeah. But you don't know what deer is going to be moving there. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah. that's my two cents. Yeah. So for me, um, my early season is very similar to Tom's. Um, just getting all of our food plots in and actually having them come out right i mean a lot of that has to depend on the weather for us yeah um and then, i think we're gonna have it this year though i'm i'm feeling pretty good about it uh the maze planner got me really exci- excited um, not only is it a maze planner it also doubles as a bean planner oh That's yeah we nice. can do beans with it i forgot about that <laughs> are you all right no um i was trying to think of a funny thing to say like amazing beans maze um, but it just turned out to be stupid uh <laughs> The other thing I'm looking for for like um, preseason and stuff is I really enjoy spotting, and I'd like to do more of that this year. I mean, me and Tom do a fair amount of it. I mean, that's if we're bored in the summertime, it's spotting. like, hey, let's go spotting. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll just cruise around. Usually hit the fields we can hunt, but sometimes it's just fun to check other places. Yeah, just go knows. see what's in the area. Yeah, sometimes you can get permission, and mm-hmm. it turns out to be a great hunt. Who knows? Um, but for the season, um, 
I'd like to continue filming this year. I really enjoyed that last year. Uh, I'd like to get a buck of my own uh, filmed, like a Mm -hmm. kill shot. Uh, I got one for Tommy last year, which was super cool. Um, It was the way it was being filmed. It looked a lot like it reminded me of like watching the outdoor channel with, Mm -hmm. you know, self filming is cool and all, but like, it was just cool to have a second person in the tree. Yeah to experience that with and it made tom's life easier for yeah he didn't have to worry about a camera yeah um, no i'd say piss the camera like, <laughs> i haven't shot enough big bucks to, to worry well, about so that. i'll be straight up with you um you know and you know there's going to be some people out there that are probably going to disagree with me or, or be upset about this um but i don't think filming is that hard I'm just going to throw yeah, there's going to be a lot of people upset about that. <laughs> I'm just saying it has not screwed me up yet. And I started filming last turkey season, got four turkey kills on camera. And just because you said that you're going to have some shit go down this year with that camera. <laughs> you know what? And I will eat it with a big old spoon. Um, if that's the case, you'll but, have to eat your hat. Yeah. After, right after Tommy, it's his, um, <laughs> No, I, I just, in my experience, and I can only speak on my experience. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's, you know, there's going to be some guy out there that tells me, you know, well, you just haven't done it enough, and he's probably right. Probably. But at, at this point, um, the way I film, and maybe that's part of it, is I have my camera zoomed out, and um, it can pretty much catch, I can put that camera in a general direction, and it catches everything I need it to. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that makes it easy for me is I am more worried about killing the animal than I am getting on camera. Yeah. So while there's one guy that's, you know, messing around trying to get the perfect shot, I'm just trying to get him in frame and I'll let, you let know, it go. Yeah. Let fate take it from there. And it's actually been perfect. Mm-hmm. So well, far. yeah, we have enough editing software that you can get the deer in frame, maybe zoomed way out in the upper left hand corner, but. Yeah. You can zoom it in and yeah exactly yeah and at the end of the day i'm really doing it for myself anyway mm-hmm. and i think that makes it a little bit easier like i don't have any pressure i was gonna say it kind of takes the uh, pressure off yeah like i'm not doing it for anybody but myself you know someday mm-hmm. i'd like to get them you know pub or not published but like put together into yeah, a, a couple piece. videos yeah um but i'm just enjoying filming so i want to continue to do that and you know, hopefully I get challenged this year and I can mm-hmm. come back on after season and be like, yeah, actually. Shit's a little know, harder than it looks. Yeah. Um, but I guess where I'm going with that is, is if you've been considering filming and there's a bunch of hard asses on social media telling you that it's so hard and everything, maybe don't take it. Don't get so discouraged. Serious. Yeah, don't get discouraged with that. And I, I bet you you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because most people do kind of have that stigma about it that it's hard. You're going to mess up a bunch of shots because of this. You're going to yeah. ruin some hunts. And not to say that you won't, but like you're saying, through your experience, it's not. it doesn't seem quite as bad as most people no, want to play it off. No, and I think the reason it works that way for me is, like I said, I have no pressure to mm-hmm. produce. Yeah, uh, I'm doing it for myself. And if you can truly make yourself believe that's what you're doing— you know, if you're, if you've got other motives for this video to, you know, then maybe you're not gonna be able to do it that way. But for me, it truly is for myself and my yeah. own benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other part is just that like, I am more worried about getting the kill than actually filming it. The mm-hmm. filming is second to me. Yeah. And because it's second, I just keep it at a wide angle mm-hmm. and let it do its thing. Yeah. Um, 
so it works for me. So, like I said, I, I just I'd like to. Obviously, that means I got to get a buck with a bow. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never shot two deer in a season. Really? That, uh, that Not even a buck and a doe. I don't think so. Huh? Um, That's surprising. I'm trying to. The me only, and Tom. Have. The only time I may have, and I'd have to go back and look, is when I shot um, the spike and muzzleloader a couple years ago. I can't remember if I shot a doe. Yeah, you may have gotten there. a doe. I can't remember. Like I said, but as it sits right now, I can't remember a season that hmm. I did it. So that's my two goals this year are fill my own buck kill, mm-hmm. and I want to kill two deer in a season. Like not like just archery. Like I want to get two deer yeah, from throughout. October to February. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that wraps it up for me. Maybe follow one of those whitetail fitness regiments. Yeah, um, that's a I'd good, really good goal. I really enjoy doing that. Yeah, we should start working out for prepping for dragging deer out of yeah, the woods. Yeah, 12-ounce curls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real important. Well, actually, we should talk to uh, Phil over at South Hill Bats for a weighted shot bat. There you go. There, that's a good. That's a really good that's idea. That's the only workout I'm looking forward to. <laughs> so yeah. grit your teeth, drag the buck out. Being a be wuss. a man rip a sig yeah, yeah. <laughs> do whatever you yeah, i love when people call them heaters that's my ripping heaters yeah i, I like that saying that, that sounds tough never heard that really you never heard that uh-uh. i bet tom's heard it yeah oh yeah i did hear somebody refer to now we don't chew anymore but i heard somebody make a comment or call it a mulch pile a like, mulch for, pile. For, like a, for like a big chew no i'm putting in a mulch pile huh yeah I can get behind it. Yeah, I I was like, Hmm. yeah, I was all all in. How about that? So that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Uh, So, yeah, that wraps up for me. Whitey, what do you got? So my goals are basically, it's going to sound almost exactly like last year. As far as, like, the early season goes, obviously. have a good time. Yeah. Uh, I want the food plots to come in famously up in New York, just like you guys. Um, But I want to... I said it last year, I really want to focus on this one piece of property that got logged really hard, but then I got hosed on that last year because they stopped logging, then came back and started logging again right before the season. So I didn't get to hunt that property the way that I wanted to and really figure it out last year. It kind of, it, it really messed up my season. And I, I was kind of in a funk all last season just because of that. It just threw me way off. I wasn't in the right well, mindset. I, I, we Tom and I both noticed that you were just off for all of yeah. the season like I was, it wasn't even that just that property yeah it was like, everywhere yeah you were just trash not, not into it it was i mean i was trying but i just never i never had an opportunity i never even had a day in the woods where i was like okay i'm i'm in it now like i feel like something's gonna happen tonight like i just everything about last season just felt lackluster to me like i was just i wasn't in the game anywhere and i think it's because i put so much focus on that one property that I just kind of, I don't know. I, my mind wasn't there. It just wasn't. Well, that, that's the same property that we spent like during the summertime we were out scouting that. Yeah. Field. So mm-hmm. like we did, you we kind of put a lot of eggs in that basket. Yeah, I did. And I'm, I don't care if it bites me in the ass again this year. I'm putting even more eggs into that basket this year because early but right before the season before they started logging again i had some really nice bucks i had probably six bucks that i would have shot last year yeah you were it was looking very promising i remember all those videos Mm -hmm. yeah and uh 
Are they done logging? Yes, they are for real. I I don't know what else they have to cut because there's nothing left up there. So uh, I did not hear of any of those nice bucks that I was seeing get shot or saw them get hit by cars or anything like that. So there should be a really, really good crop of bucks up there this year. And with all the tops laying around, it's going to be hopefully very dense buck population cruising through our part of that square. So I'm going to go full bore on that property and really try to seal the deal there and figure out how they're moving around. I'm going to bombard it with trail cams early in the year, try to figure out how they're accessing the property from the neighboring properties. And I'm going to bear right down and it's going to happen. I went, I had two years in a row where I killed a buck in PA in New York. Then the following year I killed in PA in North Carolina and last year I didn't kill anything. So I'm going to get back on the board with a monster buck this year. And that brings up a good point. Hmm. Um, I know Tom already gave his goals, but he's due to not contribute to the deer cam series. He is due. I hope I'm wrong. Why? I'm wrong. I've contributed every year. That's why he's saying you're due to not do it. The first year, I didn't. I we had to wait. We had to do a bonus episode because it was so. Frank late. contributed last year. I shot a doe. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. You're the only one that. No. So we. Contributed. Yeah, well. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, you can't. I guess you could say that I didn't shoot a buck last year, so I didn't. Neither did I. Though. I shot a. Doe. Yeah, but I'm saying I didn't contribute that much. It, I guess neither did you, but still. We but just gotta yeah. we gotta rely on Tommy two state. Yeah, well I'm I might get back just, to two states. I'm definitely gonna focus we need hard. To Tom on, a hat. This is Tommy two states. I would wear it. Wear you better wear it. <laughs> That'll be your Christmas present this year. That'll be your we October first Christmas you present. Put it in the white elephant because then nobody would want it. That's a fact. <laughs> Tom would have to take that. I wouldn't. <laughs> Make Someone somebody else wear it. Yeah, <laughs> that would be hilarious. But yeah, honestly, like even if it comes down to it, like I would, I want to shoot a nice buck in New York. I want to dethrone Tom's scrub buck, but <laughs> get real. But if it means taking my focus off of PA, I'm I'm gonna spend almost every day I can hunting that property. I want to really bear down and kill a nice buck on that property because I know there's some really nice ones there. I want to figure that place out now that it's been logged. And that is going to be my hardcore time spent this season. So for me, um, like based on like when you're saying you're putting most of your eggs in that basket and everything. All of them. Um, Every one of them. My new job has me pretty much in the center of the two main properties I hunt. Um, I can either go to New York or I can go down to where the other farm is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about an equal distance between the two. So for me, I think a lot is going to have to do with what my cameras are doing. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to try and be very fluid. And I want to try and get back to, this is one of the goals I actually was thinking about on the way here and forgot to bring up. Um, I want to get back to a way I used to hunt and more in, like more instinct mm-hmm. versus thinking too much on Analytical, um, over overly yeah, analyzing I, things. So when I was in college, I didn't have a ton of time to hunt. So I just went in and hunted. Like mm-hmm. and that's the only way I can describe it. Like I just yeah, simple. Go out and get time in the woods. Yeah. Any moment you can be there. Well, be yeah, there. and I was I killed three years in a row. Opening mm-hmm. day, it was done. 
and like pretty decent bucks. Yeah. Like, I mean, they got bigger every year. Yeah. And then I got out of college. I got all this extra time to hunt and scout and do all these things. Listen and, to podcasts, read yeah, articles. I just, that's one and, thing I haven't been doing as much lately. Just because of my line of work, I can't listen mm-hmm. to podcasts anymore. I used yeah. to sit in an office a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't do that anymore. So I, I that's, I think, going to help, honestly. Yeah. Um, was, I, I definitely feel like people do get a little... I mean, it, well, it helps even, to be not, analytical and, you know, really focus on it's, those certain things, um, but you can get distracted by that stuff, I think. Oh, well, yeah, I feel like podcasts, it's wrong because um, that's too general. Yeah. Because, um, like, a lot of... For me, a lot of podcasting is entertainment. Yeah. It's not even just hunting. Yeah. Um, but when there's... When you're trying... Like, I want more articles is my big problem is... Mm-hmm reading up on stuff and not actually just experiencing things. Yeah. The way I look at it is I, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't read articles. I don't. The only thing I do is I watch the outdoor channel, but that's strictly entertainment. entertainment. Yeah. Well, and I do that on YouTube strictly like it's just entertainment, but I don't have to watch commercials. That's why I use YouTube. Yeah. But reason being is I'm hunting in North Northwestern PA in southeastern New York, mm-hmm. or southwestern New York, um, and upstate New York. Yeah, and a little bit upstate New York. What these guys are saying on their podcast and hunting shows, hunting bucks in the Midwest, does not pertain to the property I'm hunting. Mm-hmm. That's why we developed the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of guys hunting in areas like us. That's not don't Iowa. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. There's you know. We're not Iowa. We don't pretend to be. And I think that's what... And you can take like little snippets of those things and apply it. But for like overall, when you're... The way they talk about, you know, these huge, huge tracts of land that they're hunting, like that's not how we hunt. We don't have the same contour of the ground. We don't have the same agriculture. It's a totally different... And we don't have the population of 150-inch bucks. Yeah. And we have more hunters. Yeah, the density of hunters is unreal. But I've talked to people that have gone out to Illinois, Iowa, those big buck states. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many big bucks. Like you just drive around and they're standing in people's front yards eating their mm-hmm. rose bushes. Like there's, there's just so many of them. Well, and yeah, we don't have that. A good friend of mine that hunts up there every year over in Illinois, he has a lease. For three nights in a row last year, he passed up a 140 class whitetail just because he knew that there was bigger. Like yeah. you're not seeing guys passing 140s in PA. Yeah. But yeah, I actually I did read one article that said oh, truth well, it has out. nothing to do with the tactics <laughs> of hunting. No, it was just basically saying that killing a one fifty in the Midwest is no different than killing a two and a half year old white tail here. Yeah. You're gonna irritate some Midwesterners on that, but, which I don't care. Most of the Midwesterns don't even deer hunt. You most could probably of beat the, them in a bar fight anyways. Yeah. Most of those <laughs> Midwesterns, they they are all waterfowl hunters. That's true. There's a lot of waterfowl. Yeah, hunters out all there. the people that are hunting the Midwest Big are coming guy. from here. <laughs> yeah, to hunt the Midwest. That's, that's a fact. <laughs> so um, they can suck it. Yeah. So I mean, is that everybody? Any other? No, that or? wraps me up. I'm focusing on that one property, and I'm going to get it done. So I'll see you guys probably mid to late October on Deer Camp series. So you're not going to be around at all until then? Yep, um, just write me off until then, and I'll all come right. back with a big buck. Smell you later. We won't miss you. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Well, I appreciate you guys coming out for 128 weeks Heck yeah. in a row. Um, we haven't missed yet. I can't. I st- we keep saying that. We had one week where we were delayed. We were a little late. We were a little but late. it was still in the week, so that's pretty it counts. cool. We don't. Um, yeah. well, I, I think it's because you were dying. No, that wasn't even the week. No, it we, was. Yeah, it was a different. Time. We had a technical error with our host. That yeah. was the yep. issue. Yeah. Um, no, when I was trying to check out in the hospital, um, yeah, I remember I went in on a Tuesday. We podcast on Wednesdays. Everybody knows this. We, I think that week we did it Saturday. Well, yeah, because I remember then, Tuesday. I once I, once the Dilaudid finally kicked in a little bit and I could function, I texted Frank <laughs> and said, "Hey, this is the scoop. Not sure if I'm going to be out of here in time for tomorrow." And then I was like, "We'll just do it Thursday to make it easy." And then I was still Thursday in the morning. I'm like, "Hey, Frank, <laughs> not looking good. Maybe Friday." And he's like, yeah, sounds good. And then, like, Friday morning, I'm like, hey. How about Saturday <laughs> not night? Not looking good Friday either. Um, yeah, so we did it Saturday and. Still going strong. Then I remember I went back in Sunday. Yeah, well, you did not have much time. You had just enough time for the podcast. And, and, and turkeys. Two turkeys. Yeah, yeah, I had two days. And I did a podcast and shot two turkeys. That's all you needed. Um, yeah, okay. That goes right back to my point. Hmm. When I don't have any time. Yeah, that's when I you were saying it earlier. That's so, a fact. That's I, like I just, you just got to go in there and get it done. That's what I said. I'm gonna. Go, I'm going back to the way I used to hunt. I'm dropping off all this other crap. Thank you. It's pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's been saying it for years. He's sick of your bull crap. Tom's gonna be sick of me shooting all these big bucks. He might be. You know, they used to say I was just lucky, but I mean, three times in a row. Come on. And Had not to. ever since. I don't know. I've killed so one like buck what? since. A spike. Still a buck. <laughs> Ed, its dick was huge. Big old balls on that thing. Yeah. We all know snoods and balls. That's how we measure animals around here. Mm-hmm. So I guess on the snoods and balls talk, I guess we'll sign out there. Um, congratulations to all the successful turkey hunters. And if you didn't get one, I hope you had a good time. Um, snake season's right around the corner, and so is whitetail. So make sure you guys are all staying outside. <laughs>